When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are talking about Amityville for the third time, but we're talking about the fourth Amityville film, also just known as Amityville, The Evil Escapes. I don't know a ton about this movie. I know that I got the Vinegar Syndrome box set in the mail during one of their Black Friday sales. And I mostly got it because I think it was like $10. And I was like, well, $10 just to have It's About Time in blue was like worth the money. Yeah. And then I watched the other ones that are on there because it's it's weird. It starts at four. It's it's four, six, seven, eight. Um, as far as I understand, the copyrights to part five are like impossible to track down. Is They'll that the, probably... the, the incest made for TV one? Oh, no, incest, well, it's not uh, the incest one and the made for TV one are definitely separate films because the <laughs> incest one is part two, which is arguably the most well made Amityville movie uh, and the one we are least me. likely to talk about on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time is the most appropriate Amityville film we'll ever discuss on this it's show. So and it's good. just been been downhill since. But I will say that this movie, which I think is a TV movie still, yes. um, just I was unsure and then the final shot was a cat looking at you with glowing eyes and then just like create it by came up on the screen i'm like yeah that's some tv ass credits right there. <laughs> like, yeah big time yeah the the director wrote the original amityville horror but then sander stern and then he's 
basically only done TV movies. Like, okay. except for Pin. Ooh, and Pin's a good movie. There was one other thing. Uh, I'm sorry, only directed. I, mean, I think he wrote a lot of them, too. But all in all, as a director, he's mostly done TV stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it is. It, this does feel a little. I mean, it does. Once you know it's made for TV, you're like, oh, yeah, all the beats are exactly that but there are some questions because there are some crazy scenes that i'm sure we will get into. we will get into Um, some of the crazy (laughs) scenes i so all i knew about this movie prior to seeing it was this your pick yeah this is my pick of course it's his pick um all i knew about this movie i'm still learning the ropes that's true all i knew about this movie before i watched it and it's not my pick because i have better taste than this so literally there's only one person that could do this how could you how dare you this is great All I knew about this movie was that it involved a killer lamp and that it kind of was the kickoff of what would become like six movies of things that came from the Amityville house possessing people. And one of them maybe possibly will get around to one of these years, but I can promise you that I believe it's, (laughs) I, I promise you that I think it's seven, the next generation about the evil mirror we're going to stay far, far away from that one because that is even worse than Amityville 3D in my book, which is pretty bad. <laughs> like, Okay, so and the funniest thing about this is that – so I was in the shower, as I am wont to do. Long-time listeners know this is where I think about Matt the most. It's where I think about Matt the most. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the shower, and I was like, Matt can't fucking say escapes. He can't say escapes. And I, was, I was meaning to text you, like, text me phonetically how you say escapes. And I for, I was, like, in the kitchen doing dishes, like, six hours later, like, what fucking word was I going to make fun of Matt for saying wrong? It's escapes and then also the demon. He can't say either of those demon. because he's from Philly. It's a Philly hey, thing. Well, I don't know what you're Brian talking about. Anyway. Too. Anyway, you guys gonna uh, go see the Batman when it comes out in a couple weeks? <laughs> is it also is it also a regional thing to pluralize things that aren't plural, as we've talked about before? That is that is, that, actually, that does listen. Let me yeah. tell you a little bit about where I come Draculas? from. This is my favorite Philly story. Stop and shops. This is my favorite uh, Philly Walmart. story, but it it really encapsulates the best and worst of this town. So we have a word that we throw around that is. John. J-A-W-N. It means anything and nothing, Yeah, right? John is everything and anything. It's just like, hey, get me that John, right? About five years ago, there was a dude who was fucking unhinged, right? Bad situation, had a gun, was like locked up in an apartment having a shootout with the police. About two minutes after that was reported, John Wick was trending on Twitter for the <laughs> city of Philadelphia. <laughs> That's beautiful. Incredible. You got the Liberty Bell and you got John. <laughs> that's, John. That's, that's our city. In a nutshell, the other great story is that we murdered Hitchbot, which I think is <laughs> way better than, than you know, people bring up that we threw batteries at Santa or whatever. No, the ultimate story is that some Canadian scientists built a robot called Hitchbot. And the goal was to prove human kindness, that people would give this robot a ride. And it made it all the way through Canada all the way down New England, and they tracked it being in Philadelphia for all of 45 minutes before it was taken apart for scraps and left on the side of the street. Could have happened anywhere in the Rust Belt. I promise. It's not just Philly. Akron? But anyway, so 
I guess for many, many years, when I heard Amityville 4 is the one with the possessed lamp, I expected the lamp to, I don't know, look like a lamp. I don't know what the fuck this thing is. It fails in two categories for, <laughs> for this. Because one, it doesn't look like a lamp. But you're like, oh, it's going to come alive and attack. And then it, does, it doesn't it does like move either. No, it just glows brighter. Well, I mean, it's got a prehensile tail. Uh, the, yes, I was going to say that the cable, the cable does move. And it moved pretty flawlessly, in my opinion. But, I, you know, with a lamp that looks like that, that literally looks like it's big bulky you're like oh it's gonna move and it's gonna look like shit yes and it <laughs> looks like shit for sure but it does not do anything yeah else. that lamp at the bare minimum should become like a shitty version of the whomping willow at some yeah, point before this dude. movie's over smashing bulbs <laughs> yeah. no wonder that lamp is so pissed like it's you know that stupid pazuzu ripoff face inside the the top of the oh. lamp you know awful just laughable but you know he's so pissed because he's like I used to control an entire fucking house and now I can just choke people with the cord uh, like, that's all I can do you know <laughs> like, well I actually wrote down that for at least the first thirty minutes of this movie the lamp's just a prankster turn it on the uh, chainsaw you know no well, no no, no, no that's we'll get into the chainsaw we gotta put it we gotta put a pin in the chainsaw because that's like half the episode <laughs> there you go Very it's all smart together but even just like it's like oh i'm gonna make this tea kettle really hot yeah yeah it's get it's getting a lay of the land okay you have to give it a second i'm gonna infect this lady's finger it's in the entryway it only has a few points of reference yeah <laughs> it doesn't know slight spoiler for what did i watch this week but this lamp could have like turned its head to the camera and just been like, hey, I'm the possessed lamp and you're watching Jackass. Come next, we're going to have the hot tea kettle prank. Not enough balls in this movie for, for it to be a Jackass. <laughs> Oof, yeah, we'll get, oh, there's a lot of penises that I saw in my What Did I Watch This Week. Um, I do love talking about like how it hits like television beats. Mm-hmm. Prime example, very beginning. You've got this old lady who I got to say I connect to in a really weird way where she's just like, yo, this lamp is hideous. I'm going to buy it for my sister. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah. I'd, I'd pull that move, but she cuts her finger and her friend is like, you should get a tetanus shot. And she's like, nah, it's fine. And then just jump cut to the most mutilated, mutated yeah. finger I've ever it looks seen. Like, it looked like a gas, like a Wawa roller dog. Uh, yeah. It was really, oh my really God. fucked up. You know, like you went way more regional than I was going. I was like, oh, it looks like Ash's hand in Evil Dead 2. But no, Wawa hot dog. Yeah, I do it for the cheap pops. That's all it is. <laughs> He's doing it for the, the fans where I'm from that are like, hey, he talked about the John. Yeah, for the cheap seats. So, <laughs> Wait, so, yeah, like, is it, so isn't the original movie, movies, I suppose, it, when it's in the original house, that's in upstate New York, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. then this movie, is, it, is, it, is this in Connecticut? California. What? Okay, so I watched it on Tubi, and I definitely missed that part. doesn't matter, but wow. How much do you think, at, at the end of the day, this is for a laugh, right? This woman's doing this for a laugh. She spent $100 on right. this hideous lamp, and then what do you think the shipping cost is to send that to California from yeah, New York? Yeah. This is like a six hundred dollar bit. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> it truly is. that is it boomer really is. energy to the max. Like, <laughs> ha ha ha! I've got tons of money to burn. I can't take yeah. it with me. I'm gonna fucking yeah. prank my, my sister. My bitch of a sister's gonna <laughs> love this. So, so I, you guys watched it on Tubi. I watched it on Blu-ray. Watched is a rough term term, for what i did yeah i'm gonna jump to the end real quick because i want to ask you 
when did you guys know that the house was built on a cliff facing the ocean? Because for me, it was approximately when the lamp got thrown out the window and exploded. Uh, I'm learning it right now because I checked out pretty heavily in the last 15 minutes. I will say that I only learned it on this watch. I have previously seen it twice before, but it was only on VHS quality. So one, I didn't definitely didn't know it was on a cliff, even though it, the lamp gets launched. But two, this is the first time I saw that really shitty Pazuzu ripoff that you're talking about. You can't see it on the, it's so dark. I can't see it at all on the VHS. So this whole trade, this transfer was beautiful. And we watched a really good transfer on Tubi. The Tubi transfer is killer. Well, but we know why, because you've already pointed out, Vinegar Syndrome puts a lot of their shit on Tubi. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, they got these, these, they got these trash ass Amityville sequels and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it said well, Tubi they got the movies these. for a song, so they're like, we want to share it with the world. With the, you know, like it's like me. Yeah. I put hundreds of hours of of time into the mediocre music that I make, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to charge anybody for this, so I just put it everywhere. <laughs> Since we're speaking about Tubi here, Kyle, did you get ads when you were watching this? Like, so that's the I first did. question. Okay, yep. so now we can go on to the second, more important question. Did you get an ad for ladder life insurance? <laughs> no. Okay, have you ever seen a ladder life insurance ad? This was the first for me. I don't think I have. Okay, so their tagline, life insurance, so good, they're going to want you dead. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking what? And then- What? Yeah, and then they don't even let that- they don't, I mean, like, I let that beat hit. They don't let the beat hit. Then, like, a half second goes by, and they're like, yeah, but seriously, killing a policyholder will void all life insurance benefits. <laughs> like, they have to. Somebody. Don't do the joke and then not commit to the joke. Yeah. Like, like, let it, like, put it on. in, like, put it, so, you know, do the, do the life insurance thing at the, where it's like, blah, 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 like, where it's like, right. just for the, the lawsuits that you could get. Not like, hey, idiots. Don't kill your family for money. Also, weirdly, because I'm so dumb, when you kept saying ladder life insurance, I thought you literally meant a life insurance policy exclusively for ladder-related deaths. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's called ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R. So, I mean, it's... yeah. I, I'm assuming that that's what they started out as. It's must, the have fucking, their, must have been their first policy. Yeah, they're, yeah. it's the it's the old west, and they're their like flagship policy. Hey, all hey, little son, like what are you gonna <laughs> die from out here? Yeah. It could be snakes, a, it could be shootouts, and it could yeah. be ladders. You saying it in that dialect makes that tagline make so much more sense. <laughs> oh yeah, say yeah, please, please give us, please give us the tagline in that dialect, please. Life insurance so good they're gonna want you dead. Yep. Seriously, Perfect. don't killing a policyholder will avoid all life insurance benefits. <laughs> yeah, like fucking finger guns. <laughs> Absurd. Holy shit. Beautiful. All right. We got through the basic stuff. It's it's if you've seen one Amityville film, you've seen them all. No, you haven't. Because if you have seen all Amityville movies except for It's About Time, you still haven't seen all Amityville movies because this movie is a, is is exactly what you would expect from the Amityville franchise. Just fucking boring, terrible pacing, nothing important happens, and then they're like, ah, it's all over, isn't it? And then the mom is like, it's really over. And then the cat licks the pieces of the lamp. I don't know. Yeah, but as then cats you are going to like, do. As, yeah, exactly. But then, is that like the the cats possessed? Then I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I can't find part five anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we don't we'll know what know. happens. So we jump so, to part six, which is Amityville it's about cat time. would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, cats are already possessed, so I don't think we need that movie. You might be sitting there thinking that you've seen one Amityville film. 
you've seen all of them, right? So why would I pick just some random lesser than Amityville film and I have one or two words depending on how you want to go with it, but that word is chainsaw. <laughs> there is a sequence when I watched this Blu-ray, I popped it in and I was like, man, that's a hideous lamp. And then I was like, man, this movie's pretty boring. And then this kid who I can't really say how old the actor is or he's how old or the character he's supposed to be yeah. playing is, but Ryan. but man, he has a chainsaw go rogue on him and it is some of the funniest shit I have seen. <laughs> In the last decade. It's incredible. The the <laughs> eyes, his scene. eyes go like wide and then he's and he's like, oh, for it's instant regret. Three minutes. His it's, face it's is filled with, but like, I think what's also funny is that no matter what age this actor who looks like he's in his mid twenties is supposed to be playing the role of, he still seems too old to just be hanging in a basement pretending to chainsaw things. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, like he's he's he should be over that by now and he's not. <laughs> um but he's also middle child, so it's like he's got some stuff going on there, maybe. Yeah. But it's a scene that really rivals Evil Dead too, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what part in Evil Dead Two is it is? It's the part in Evil Dead Two when the headless corpse of Ash's girlfriend yeah, just... gets the chainsaw <laughs> it's what it is except it's four times longer it's incredible that's exactly what it is <laughs> and, and I think... like he's, oh, he's going like the chainsaw is going after grandma and grandma already has fallen down the stairs there's no life alert to be seen exactly and like <laughs> but then and then but then there's the nan like the nanny housekeeper that's like oh wrought iron fire poker and stops the chainsaw it's it's it's, it's the best action scene in the whole movie yeah, it's the best action opinion. scene we've watched in months it, it also has, Scott, you point out how long it is. It almost has like a family guy joke level of like, it it overstays its welcome and then just keeps going to the point that it becomes funny for a second time because it's like, oh, this is still happening. Oh, the like, editor fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> or the director was like, listen, we shot this goddamn chainsaw scene and I want to make sure every glorious moment is captured. It is, it is the start of, well, because nobody dies in that scene, but it does set up the beginning of the body count of yeah, this movie, which is jokes. low because it's as any Amityville yeah, movie, I, I guess would be low body count. Right. Cause it's a haunted house. It's usually so like two up. people. Tops. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I was realizing I mean, that. So I was like, it's about time has zero deaths because it yeah. was, it, it, none of it happened. Yeah. Reverses wow. time. That's how yeah. they beat it. <laughs> what? I haven't, I haven't seen it. You'll, oh, no, you would enjoy that. it's about time. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, this actually makes me want to watch some of those other ones, regardless of you know I I, I do love I do love garbage and but like I, this does make me want to watch a few other ones that I've had on my list. This this didn't it is the pacing is bad, but then there are the scenes like the chainsaw scene. There is both the the garbage disposal and then the plumbing because of the garbage disposal scene. Yeah, yeah. It almost didn't seem like that should have been on TV, like made for TV, but one of them didn't die. Yeah. You know? So it's like, if there's no death, then I think it's the acceptable. The worst death is like a lady has a heart attack or like whatever it is in the hospital. Right. That's it. That's right. That's like the only true death. And the plumber's covered in like goopy garbage disposal yeah. stuff. And yeah. like, but he's assumed dead. I don't know. There's no like real death, but it's like, if nobody dies, you can still show 
grotesque stuff, which I think is just uh, so American. (laughs) So the garbage disposal part is baffling to me in the sense of the pacing of that, right? Because dude gets its hand in the garbage disposal and that's pretty, it's definitely the goriest moment in the movie because you're seeing a lot of blood like spraying out of that sink and onto people. Well, they had spaghetti the night before. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) But but then like the plumber scene, I feel like that's like 25 minutes after the hand in the garbage disposal scene. Roughly. So much so that I was just like, oh, he's there to fix the plumbing. Like I didn't think anything about the garbage disposal. And then when they just call it back with the hand, I was like, so you're telling me that someone lost their hand in the garbage disposal and you're just now getting around to addressing that fact. But then on top of that, like, yeah, the house like caused some stuff to shake so that the guy was pinned and got like a face full of like sewage. But like the way he was laying down preparing to take off the cap to that thing, he was pretty much prepping for the same result already. The house <laughs> right, just right. like kept him stable during this is why I don't do my own plumbing. Yeah. I just don't want a face full of goop. You know what? I think that there are certain things where it is perfectly acceptable if you're like, I'm going to bring in a professional on this. And plumbing is one of them, dude. The people that died or the people that were maimed and or died in Amityville, the evil escapes. Yeah, the evil escapes. Escapes. (laughs) Do you like the Olympics or the escapes? That's exactly what I was going to say. Kyle, what is your drink today? Oh, shit. Allagash Haunted House. Yeah. Yeah, hoppy dark ale. I was trying to find something with a lamp uh, to no avail. My runner-up would have been midnight oil, which had a gas like which had a lantern, um, but it wasn't gonna work. So, uh, haunted house from Allagash is my beer. That today. one can come again. I have like two more in the fridge because I just don't particularly, them. I don't love it. Uh, so it's just been taking up a room there, and I'll be ready for a couple other. Uh, yeah, movies it's gonna be like half skunky by the time we get to the next one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Gross, it wasn't any worse but, than know. it was before. I could so, be pretending this whole time. It could just be a pile of beer. Just floor, empty cans. Just, just stacks of yeah. empty cans that you just reuse. Doesn't this like, make me look cool? Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, 
or wherever else you may find your podcast. Kyle, you said something that jumped out at me, which is that you said that was it a, a lantern. Was it a hand? Yes. No, you you referred to a lantern, but you were like a lantern is not a lamp, right? Right. Yeah. Scott, I think it's about time for you to ask me a question. You motherfucker. <laughs> I am no. I will not because you're going to steal it. Matt, what's your double feature, you asshole? Uh, a movie about an evil genie called Son of a The bitch. Lamp. <laughs> it's called The Outing, Matt. It, also known as The Lamp. <laughs> what the that's fuck is my double feature going to be? Yeah. No, that's a Scream Factory. That's a Scream oh, Factory re- boy. Oh, oh. They, oh, Vinegar Syndrome released a Wait. lamp. Oh, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. I have the Scream Factory double disc release. It was that in some other movie. Oh, and shit. then like five years later, Vinegar Syndrome put out just the outing slash. I didn't away. even know the Scream Factory put out uh, a double feature. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We, we did an okay. episode on the outing uh, slash. Not, the not one of our best. No, but it <laughs> was a fun fucking watch. I think that was my pick, wasn't it? I think so. Pretty sure. I've heard a lot of people talking about it recently uh, since I, I, I joined up the this Vinegar Syndrome group on facebook and it's, it sounds great it sounds like a blast i'll have it's, to listen to you guys talk about it it's a better movie than it is a horror movie night episode yeah, I, yeah. I guess what i'll say <laughs> well kyle while i'm trying to recover from matt mm-hmm. fucking me so hard yeah. why don't you go and tell us what your double feature would be so it's really only based on two scenes in the amityville four uh movie and i was trying to find a nice like made for tv Oh, wait, no, I guess I did change it later on. Okay, so this is more personal, but it's more of a suggestion because I want everybody to see it. It's a made-for-TV movie called Secrets in the Attic or The Dollhouse Murders. Oh, um, Dollhouse Murders, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Betty. It's based on a Betty Wren Wright uh We have a copy right book. back there. Yeah, Megan, yes. Megan, it was Megan's favorite when she was a kid. Oh, my God, incredible. So we watched the movie in elementary school and it scared the fuck out of me it's really no i mean really no connection other than made for tv beats music kids and grandma or slash aunt and you know like that it's just more of like a environment and tone match Mm -hmm. but i also just think it's so fun there's one really creepy scene that like used to scare the fuck out of me uh and still continues to i revisited it and I own a VHS of it after I borrowed it from my elementary school many years later. Uh, they somehow let a, a, an almost grown man in to like borrow their VHS tape once. It's fucked up, but bless them. I, that's my Secrets in the Attic uh, is my, my double feature. Well, All right, Scott, I'm sorry. I, I, I shit on your parade, but... <sighs> Shit's on Everyone. parade! I guess I'm just going to go with... Another genie movie. I'm gonna go with Wishmaster because nice. I just have no other, no other options. I know he doesn't come out of a lamp; he comes out of a, a diamond or I mean a, a gemstone. But that movie's fun, and this movie's yeah. not. So I'm gonna follow it up with Wishmaster to to salvage the night. I think Wishmaster's a better watch than the lamp, anyway. As far as if we're yeah, talking but about it's just, not like, as much of an something. obvious. True, true, you know, true, true. like, and I am nothing if not completely obvious. Do you have any more questions for me, Scott? <laughs> oh, Matthew, what did you watch, listen to, or read this week? Uh, so I mentioned, I hinted at it earlier, but uh, Jackass Forever. I went down to Georgia, hung out with my brother, and we went into a very empty movie theater to watch Jackass Forever. And I mean, if you were a fan of the Jackass movies, you'll be a fan of this one. More penises than the other three combined, I will say. Uh, so they really Real or like, prosthetic. 
No real, very real. So if you don't want any of the crazy shit from Jackass Forever spoiled for you, I guess skip ahead like a minute. Party Boy whips out his dick and they take two flat, clear plates and screw them together to smush it down till it's perfectly flat. No. And it's no. a... Um, Whatever that thing is with the the with the ball on the other, end. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he just sits there and is like wiggling it and trying to get the ball to, to bounce like X amount of times. A paddle ball, a paddle ball. <laughs> like, wow. I've heard a couple interviews where like Johnny Knoxville says this is definitely his last Jackass movie because they're fucking old. Yeah, they're a bunch of fifty year old dudes. They introduce some new people. There's a girl this time. I think it's the first time that they've had like a female Jackass cast member, and she's fucking nuts like the few things that she does in there is like lick an on taser like just straight up like lick the taser good for her (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think if they do more as much as i enjoyed these new characters that they brought in i definitely don't want to watch johnny knoxville get another concussion because that was really uncomfortable yeah but i think that you still need those older guys there, even if they're not necessarily doing the pranks, but them egging them on a little like bit. A because, yeah, because I think that the the big thing that whether you love or hate the Jackass movies, I think what draws you into them is that you can really tell that all of these dudes love each other and are like it's obviously, you know, we're not like mutilating our dicks here, but like <laughs> We do horror movie night because we enjoy making each other laugh. And you can tell that like that's what's happening on the set of those movies. Yeah. And the new cast members still kind of feel like they just grab some random people who are willing to do crazy shit from other places. So that feeling of community is not quite there yet. And I think that if they want to like pass it to a new generation, they probably still need like one more movie where they're like kind of helping that relationship forge with these people that they've thrown together. Cause the show was people thrown together. Like it was like, these three dudes from Westchester, this like stunt guy from, uh, you know, Tennessee, and then like right. a couple California skateboarders like smashed together, and then they became right. friends. So it, it was good though. I mean, definitely not worth seeing in a theater, but it was a magical moment just hanging with my bro. So uh, I had fun. I watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer two. Ooh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's so you know Henry one is obviously a brutal film. Mm-hmm. that has a lot of really interesting choices that make it an excellent yet brutal film, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's a fair thing to say. Henry II picks up on the brutality uh, or the uncomfortableness, but without any sort of, in my opinion, really, like, great filmmaking chops, right? Like, it just doesn't, it just ends up falling flat but brutal for and weird for no real reason. I will say that it is Kate Walsh's like for one of her first performances. So if you watch Grey's Anatomy or Private Practice or any of that stuff, she is in it uh, as a lead character. It's not worth the watch, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, it's you are. In- yeah, here I am to tell you <laughs> that I would say it's not worth the watch for anybody who's like, oh, it's a sequel to Henry. It's worth the watch if you are like peaked that there even is one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so I've never seen it, but I remember seeing the trailer for it. Yeah. And and unless I'm remembering this incorrectly, because this was 15 years ago, but yeah. like what at the time, what I really liked about Henry the Portrait Serial Killer is that as unsettling. And as brutal as it is, it's also very, very real. It's very tied yes. within reality. 
And I feel like I remember seeing the trailer for Henry, a portrait of a serial killer too. And there was like a scene where he shoots a car till it explodes from a distance. And yeah. Okay. That yeah. is in there. Yeah. There's, so, uh, so there is, um, oh, I, so I will tell you, I don't quite remember if that's totally true, but he teams up, he teams up. It's a superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a, but it's a buddy cop movie. Henry is still somehow out there despite this. So, you know, Henry portrait of a serial killer one based on reality, uh, two, obviously not, uh, <laughs> because Henry Lee Lucas didn't just go out and then team up with an arsonist who burns buildings for insurance money, which is what this movie is. Sounds like some real Metaclorians bullshit being added you into know, Henry's Portrait of a Serial Killer. <laughs> if you like, if you like grittiness and sort of like really shit characters, like shitty, shitty people in shitty situations that just can't help themselves out of it there's some good character choices and acting and stuff like that but ultimately like it's just like it does not make you feel it does not it's not a great flick you know what i mean it's like not that henry one is a great flick or doesn't make you feel good but it's like there's something there's some yeah no sure does and it it didn't it wasn't like after watching this i wasn't like oh i want to revisit that because it's been about 15 years 10 15 years since i've seen henry one and it's like, I don't want to go back and watch it now because I watched this and it was shit. And I was like, I want to remember why that was good. It's like, I don't want to go back at all. Yeah. I don't want to revisit the series, period. Henry's but- a, Henry, I mean, the first Henry is a real like requiem for a dream. Like you've seen it, you appreciate it. You don't ever really need to revisit it. I, after I, yes. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I bought the DVD for a couple bucks and it was, you know. Whatever. Yeah. I kept no, it. It's, got... it's going to stay in my collection. Look, so. it's on my shelf, too, but I can tell yeah. you that I pass it by on a daily basis Often. and just keep yeah. moving. Yeah, like... <laughs> All right, Scott, take us home. So um, instead of uh, what did we wa- what did I watch or read or anything like that this week, I wanted to kind of dovetail this Amityville movie with the fact that um, after a year off last year, 2021, in 2022, I am dropping a new horrors EP, which is um, for the uninitiated. I, uh, when we were doing cons, I was regularly dropping a new EP of metal covers of theme song themes from horror movies, and the last one that I did was in um, was supposed to be for Monster Mania 2020, uh, which would have been March 13th, 2020, which is the day that the entire world ended so i still released it that day but um i i took last year off and i worked on other projects and uh so i'm back with horrors five this year and um it's all music from franchises that have at least five entries into the franchise so obviously nightmare on elm street is one of them leprechaun is another saw amityville and child's play and amityville of course i had to go with it's about time because it is an amazing theme song and i hope that i did it justice that's what i wanted to pour out on our show this week i'm so hyped for this i can't wait so the i mean i think that amityville it's about time is a really great song but i think i also have to say that i have never been so stoked for something that i came up with since like probably horrors 2 when i did um the Candyman theme by philip glass the leprechaun theme is awesome first of all it's it's kind of like evil carousel music you know and 
then I went completely like Swedish mellow death with it. And it's kind of like what I did in Horrors 4 when I did Ginger Snaps. I did um, a straight version of it. And then I did kind of like a reimagining of it where I took the notes and, and melody and just kind of chopped it and made it into something basically that sounds like at the gates and i did that again for leprechaun this time and um it is definitely one of my new go-to warm-up riffs because it is just a perfect like it's got the it's got the um alternate picking it's got chugs it's got pretty much everything that i need to do to to warm up my right my right wrist and uh it's also super fun and so i can't take complete credit for it because i'm basically like interpolating the leprechaun theme but the mm-hmm. leprechaun theme is so good that i i had a great basis for it so as soon as it comes out you guys are getting first dibs on listening to it <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 